DDCO at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Today we got episode 100 and a half for you all. Uh, it's just going to be a, a real quick check-in, uh, a little mini-sode. Uh, everybody's busy over the holidays, uh, including Jeremy and myself, but we uh, still wanted to do a, a little check-in with everybody. Uh, Jeremy, how have you been spending your, uh, your holiday break? Um, well, Jack, I've, uh, I've been, uh, off for a couple weeks here and, uh, just, just, man, it's, I've regressed quickly, um, to, <laughs> to doing absolutely nothing. I've like, I was, you know, working, I was like getting on a schedule of like going to bed relatively recent, like decent hours and then waking up at like, you know, like for work to start at nine o'clock and I've quickly regret, I'm actually going to sleep between four and 5 a.m. right now. So that's oh, you're back, you're, you're, back, you're back to your old ways, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But I'm just totally bumming around the house and uh, um, not not doing too much. OK, well, that yeah, that sounds appropriate. I'm, I'm kind of kind of right there with you. Have you ever seen uh, Succession? Oh, yeah, Jack. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. I, so I just, just got into Succession a couple days ago. So that's how I've been spending my holiday break. I'm about halfway awesome. through season two right now. Jeremy, I've been singing the praises of Brian Cox for years. Uh-huh. And now, uh, you know, now everybody's just jumping on the bandwagon. Um, you yeah. know, Brian, yeah, Brian Cox, the original uh, Hannibal Lecter before Anthony Hopkins, you know, got the role and screwed it up. Uh, he was in <laughs> uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, he played Colonel Stryker. He's got this. Uh, he's got this line in the Long Kiss Goodnight where he goes, "That dog has been licking its asshole for the last three hours. Now either it's gonna find what's up there, or it's in there for good." So like Brian Cox is a uh, uh, yeah great actor. So Jeremy, I'm I'm uh, I'm digging it, and it sounds like you've seen it too, huh? Oh yeah, it's it's great. Um, and I you know, man, yeah, Brian Cox is just crazy. Like. So I know Brian Cox from Rushmore, sure. um, which came out in 98, I believe, or 99, and uh, I think 98. And, um, God, I mean, he seemed old then, and, like, <laughs> that was 22 years ago, which is insane. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy that, um, uh, you know, he kind of – I you know, and I'm sure he did plenty of things, like, in England or something before, like, Manhunter or whatever, but um, – uh, yeah, I think uh, he's kind of had a couple different arcs of his of his career, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, interestingly enough, uh, so Brian Cox and, uh, uh, you know, the lead role in that show. Also in season two, there's an actor named Danny Houston, uh, uh, half-brother of Angelica Houston, son of John Houston. Uh, he's got a small role in season two. But anyways, him and Brian Cox both played Colonel Stryker in different X-Men movies. So I was like, I wonder if they brought that up to each other on set. Uh, and the answer is probably not. They probably never never mentioned it or thought of it. But, uh, hey, you know, something to, something to note. So, yeah, folks, uh, Succession, very good. Uh, if you haven't check it out, checked it out, Jeremy and I uh, would both recommend. Um, Jeremy, we wanted to say a quick thank you to uh, our very special guest from last week, Mark Gentile. Uh, it was so interesting having him on. Um, that was a, it was a thrilling experience for me to hear all of his stories. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was awesome. Yeah. Just, I think we, we thanked him profusely last episode, but <laughs> why, why not one more? Um, like, uh, yeah, it was awesome. We've been getting some good feedback, I think from, from listeners. Um, just, you know, the episode has been out about a week now. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I think like dropping it right on like Christmas Eve, I believe is when it dropped. Like, um, you know, I think a lot of podcasts take that this, these couple weeks off here. And so like, I think it was good to, to drop an episode there. I think we, the, the, the listenership has been pretty good for it. And it was just, it was awesome. Like, I think, yeah, it's just been a lot of cool feedback. Like people talking about like Mark sharing a story, um, and you know, honestly, when we when we booked Mark for the podcast, like I was thinking of just like this, just the crazy stories, like the Luis Torero story. Like that's one that I knew from working with him, um, and uh, I knew that he had some stuff about Jose Valverde, although I did not quite remember like <laughs> the uh, the imagery that he kind of laid out there. I, I probably blocked that out for a reason, um, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, just like just his story of like just kind of dealing with these things and like man, like I I I've been thinking about it like all week and like just like the way he was describing like being alone, like in his hotel room and like, like there were some dark times and stuff. It's like, geez, man, that is just like, like real, like it's just super real. And, um, it's cool to hear. And, uh, Mark is like a really easygoing, fun loving, like, you know, funny, engaging guy. And so like to, to hear like a guy like that, uh, tell those stories, it's like, it's, it's just a, it's just an interesting dimension to all of it. So very cool. Um, we were really glad that we were able to give you guys that episode. So, Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, if, if I could uh, just point out one thing from the podcast that I thought was really cool, um, you know, one of the many things, but uh, one thing that really stood out to me, I loved when Mark talked about the uh, 1999 Diamondbacks camp that he yeah. was in and how they were like, and maybe it was 98 or 99, but how the, you know, the Diamondbacks were brand new back then and how they were trying to um, pattern themselves after the Yankees, who during that time had won, they won, you know, a bunch of World Series in that time frame, and they were the, they were the dynasty, probably the greatest dynasty that baseball has seen since the last time the Yankees were had been a dynasty. So, um, so that was really cool, and that you know that's that's not information that really anybody who wasn't in the Diamondbacks organization in the late '90s would even really know about. So it was really it was really cool to to hear that. Um, and I also, I wish I I could have seen Buck Showalter uh, up there like uh, talking about how the how the A on the Diamondbacks cap is going to be the next. Uh, the next Yankees logo, um, you know, standing up there in his, his purple Diamondback stuff looking like Barney the Dinosaur. Um, it just it just seems so laughable to think that anybody would ever associate the Arizona Diamondbacks as the, the next Yankees. But hey, you know, he had to take he had to take some kind of angle on it. Um, Jeremy, the uh, the Cubs. Uh, I, I was going to this is just a this is low hanging fruit. But like the Cubs, the Cubs took a dump this week, uh, Jeremy, a salary dump. Um, that's all it was. It was a, one big salary dump by trading you uh, Darvish. What do you think about the trade? Well, Jack, uh, yeah, there's been a there's been um, I've had a couple of days now to kind of process the news and, and kind of think about it. I know me and you were texting about it pretty much right after the news broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to text about it with some friends as well, some Cubs fans. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's pathetic. It's, it's <laughs> just like a sad, like thing, like, uh, man, I, I, you know, it's weird. I guess like, I, th- I don't, I'm, I wonder what, like, like fandoms really truly embrace their owners, you know, like Mm -hmm. it seems to me like people like teams are always complaining about the ownership and like wanting like, like, you know, sell the team. So like we can, you know, 
move on or do better or whatever. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of crazy. Like, I think like, I don't know if like the Ricketts were like a, a breath of fresh air when they kind of came on. Like, like people forget that that guy Sam Zell owned the Cubs for a couple of years, like between the Tribune Company, um, and he was just some like, like fucking troll asshole, like rich guy who like just wanted to flip the team. And I think he made money on the sale. Um, now, like since the Ricketts have bought the team, that they've increased even more in value. Um, but like. You know, I think like it was exciting maybe at the time. Uh, you know, I I do think like I mean, again, I say what you want, let Len Casper say what you want about leaving for your dream job, but it's like it seems pretty clear that Len Casper was just trying to get away from this ownership. Like he didn't want to work for this team, and I don't blame him. And they've been crying poor for like two years now, and you know, say what you will about Darvish's contract. Um, you know, when you look at it, like he was owed like sixty million or something over the last three years. Is that right, yep. Jack? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's yeah, that's not, right. Yeah, that's not that's a lot of money, but it's not that bad, I guess. Like, like it's it's manageable. Like, if if you have like a guy who's like a, a perennial Cy Young uh, contender, it's it's not that bad. Um, the thing is, the Cubs ended up paying all of the bad years of his contract. It's like somehow the Cubs paid only the front half of his contract, but they paid for like the worst years. I mean, obviously we don't know what's going to happen these next three years, but like they paid for like three bad years of Darvish or whatever, like what 18, 19, 20. Right. I mean, okay, listen, not all the, he paid for like one and a half bad years and one and a half good years, but that's not how it's supposed to work when you sign a free agent. Um, So, so it's like, it seems almost like they kind of, blew it anyway in that sense but like so say what you want about like selling high on darvish getting like shedding some money getting some new prospects in but the bottom line is is that it's the chicago cubs we shouldn't be talking about them like it's like oh they they did a good move to bolster their uh their prospects and save save a little dough it's like they're the cubs they're not the rays they're not the white Sox. they're not the um the Oakland athletics, like they shouldn't be talking about like, Oh, we got to save some money. And like, we can get some prospects out of the deal. Like, like in the, in the, uh, in the process, it's like they should be able to afford Darvish at $20 million a year and contend and be able to sign guys. It's just, so like the bottom, the, the, like the, you know, reading between the lines here is that like, we're being run like a fucking joke. Like we, I say we like the, the Cubs are being run like a fucking joke. And it's like, it's just like, the the writing has been on the wall for a couple of years now and it's like um you know you you make the argument it's like well did they did the players not live up to their potential because the writing was on the wall or did um you know did they lose because uh the team didn't put money into the or the owners didn't put money into the team you know who knows if they if the cubs would have won would things be different um I, I don't know. It's some something tells me almost like it, it probably wouldn't have, even if they won in like seventeen or eighteen, uh, or this year or whatever. But like yeah, it's I think the takeaway there is just like the Cubs are being run like a small market team when they're not. They're like the third largest market in, in the league. Yeah, I, I will admit, Jeremy, to somebody, you know, to the layman, the the Cubs have been crying poor 
basically. And, um, you know, like, yeah. like you, I've, I've heard that the Cubs have been having some financial problems for a little while. Um, or basically like they just don't have a lot of money right now, which doesn't seem to make sense uh, to the distance to the neutral observer because they just did all of this. You know, they just did the remodeling in the last few years. You've had the remodeling with like the scoreboard and all this stuff outside, like directly outside the stadium and that little like park that they put in front of the stadium, all the new, the hotel, everything, all that new stuff that's, that's happened in the, in the couple blocks around the stadium uh, that was, you know, that was built. Um, you have the marquee network now. Like it, it doesn't make sense with all these renovations and the new TV network and stuff. Why they don't have any any money? I mean, there's got to be a reason for it. But like, it's just if they they were able to do all this stuff and build uh, build all this stuff up and get this new TV network, I like I just I don't understand why they don't have the money to pay to pay players. Like you'd think that yeah. you know you would renovate all that stuff and then you would get the TV network and then you'd be like, okay, well now we're really doing good. Like let's. Uh, Let's get some even more players in here. Um, So it's just it's just a little bit confusing on that front. Um, You know, I think as far as the the trade goes, uh, you know, the Cubs, although, like you said, Darvish had pitched pretty well the last year and a half. But, um, you know, they're probably still selling as high as they they're selling as high on him as they uh, possibly can. He is 35. Uh, He had a ton of innings on his arm before he ever even came to the States. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's definitely, uh, definitely not in his prime anymore. The Cubs owe him a lot of money. They don't expect to be contending. So, you know, I guess, I guess if they're going to dump salary, you know, they, they might as well have traded him, uh, you know, traded him for something. Zach Davies has been a pretty solid pitcher throughout his career, even though like we were texting about, uh, him and Kyle Hendricks seem like they're fairly similar guys in terms of stuff. Um, and yeah, and, and, you know, Darvish might very well, you know, do well in, in San Diego just because that's historically been a, uh, a pitcher's park. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel for you, Jeremy, I, I am looking forward to a lot of, a lot of Cubs rants in, in, in the coming <laughs> year though, because I think we're, I think we're going to get some, so that should be good. Yeah, definitely. And also more affordable tickets too. <laughs> um, yeah, the yin and yang of baseball, like, you know, not that the White Sox are, are going to become uh, expensive tickets or hard to hard to get tickets I, I can't imagine even if they are doing well um but um you know one team's up the other team's down so like it's now the the white Sox to be up and the cubs to be down it's their turn um a couple things i'll say about that like i actually think darvish is going to be he'll still be 34 for most of the season i think okay um but the one thing i'll say about it is um he he is like you know, so he's in his mid thirties, whatever, like, um, and you assume like, obviously that, that means his best days are probably behind him. The one thing I'd say about Darvish is that he does, even though he has been like, you know, kind of injury prone or at least like, um, like kind of unpredictable, I guess, in his performance. Um, I do think that like, he has the kind of stuff. I said this even back when they like signed him, uh, like, to kind of a, the multi-year deal is that he, he seems like the kind of pitcher who can probably still pitch effectively into his late thirties um, just because of his mastery of like his command and like his, his pitches and everything. Um, but uh, it's still, you know, I, 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 I agree that they're selling high on him and that's, if they're going to do it, this is probably is the time to do it. And if they're not going to contend, they might as well do it. If they're not going to like try um, it, 
the bet it begs the question of like what else are they going to do it's like i would have said for sure they're going to trade Contreras now um but then they traded caratini who would have been his backup i know the cubs have a a a uh, catching prospect Miguel Amaya, who's getting close, but he also hasn't ever played above a ball, I don't think. So um, it's not like he's ready to step in next year. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. They, as soon as Darvish got traded, there were stories about Contreras being like aggressively shopped, and then Hoyer denied that today. Um, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, so it's just it's just frustrating, like. It's any any sort of like analysis, which I actually will get into here in a second, is almost a non-starter because the real story of all this is that the Cubs are being run like a small market team, and it's like <laughs> they they should not be being run like that. Um, Jack, I have I I can I can give a like optimistic take or not an optimistic, but like well maybe an optimistic take, a, a, t- a take that Cubs fans would maybe want to hear about the trade, um, which is like okay, sure it's pretty pathetic that I don't know how the fuck the Padres got away with getting Snell and Darvish and not getting rid of any of their top prospects. Um, I guess Luis Patino um, is like up there. Uh, he's probably the best guy who they got rid of. Um, but, um, but yeah, like, so the Cubs, like I thought, I thought maybe they were saving some of those prospects for the Cubs uh, for the Darvish trade. And then it turns out we didn't get any of those guys. The one thing I'll say, people are saying like, they didn't get any top 10 prospects from the Padres. Well, the Padres have a really good farm system right now. And like their top 10 is really good. So these guys probably would have been in the top 10 on a lot of, um, other franchises prospect lists. Uh, as it is, they got, I think it was like the 11th, 12th, uh, 15th and 17th or something like that prospects from the Padres, which is pretty good. Um, they're, they're the three guys that they got. So the one guy they got Owen Casey is like, uh, he was a second round pick this past year and, um, seems like he's going to have some power potential. The other three guys they got are international free agent guys who, um, seem to be like kind of hit or miss, like just boom or bust basically. Um, but the one guy that they got this, I think his name is Reggie Preciado, um, shortstop, like a six foot four shortstop. Um, they think he's going to end up moving out of shortstop, but he's a switch hitter. And like, he, he looks pretty good. Like you can find some scouting videos on some of these guys, including Preciado and, um, Ismael Mena is the other guy. So like, I don't know, like the, these guys, you know, Acuna started off like this as a international free agent. Um, uh, Wander Franco, uh, who obviously hasn't made it to the majors yet, but um, has some potential number one prospect in baseball. So like, this is where these like guys come from. Like, you know, they come from uh, Preciado's from Panama. The other guys are from the Dominican Republic, I believe. Um, you know, they kind of come out of nowhere and then they like, you know, they're scouted. They sign. Sometimes they're fast track. Sometimes they're freaking 15 years old when they sign. So these guys are, it's going to be a couple of years for these guys, uh, several years for these guys, but you know, I don't know. They could, they could somehow come out of nowhere and be like superstars. And this could look like a great trade a couple of years down the road. But, um, and you know, Zach Davies, like someone like, uh, tweeted their numbers, like Davies and Darvish's numbers over the past two years and over the past like five years. And they're actually like oddly comparable. Um, Davies is only 27, uh, I believe. Um, and so they're kind of, he's like a very serviceable P 
piece in the rotation. Um, so all of that to say, uh, you know, there's something that you can reach for <laughs> in this trade, um, but it certainly doesn't feel good, and it and it and it feels like it's some sort of like Cubs like salary dump and just trying to patch up like you know a, a, a hole in the in the boat while still <laughs> like on the water. So yeah, so I don't know. It's 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 kind of I don't know. It's a it's a it's a polarizing move. It doesn't make you feel good as a Cubs fan, but uh, there's some sort of. I try to give some sort of positive twist there with it. Well, hey, and Jeremy, uh, look at it this way. If Davies has a good first half of his season and the Cubs yeah. are not in contention, they can, yeah. they can flip him for, uh, you know, totally. maybe for another piece. Totally, yeah. He's, he's, this is his last year of his contract, so I, I have to imagine that's going to have to happen. It, it would be nice if they could get a pitcher for him, like some sort of like pitching prospect, because I think we could probably use some pitching prospects. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. The rotation is going to be like it's like Hendricks, Davies, Adbert Alzale is in, I guess. <laughs> uh, Alec Mills, so that's four. And then like I don't think Braylon Marquez is ready to be in the rotation every day, so I don't know who their fifth starter is going to be. But um, they're gonna they're gonna sign some bum Jack. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to yeah. be like uh, I told I said I told you Jack if they if if Ivan Nova is in the rotation for the for the Cubs in 2021, I'm buying a White Sox jersey and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm completely abandoning ship. So um, we'll see. But it's going to be – that fifth starter for the Cubs is not going to be – the fourth and fifth starters, it's not going to be pretty. But Oh, we'll, man. We'll yeah, see. Jeremy, we should start making guesses as to who that, you know, that fifth starter is going to be. I'm guessing uh, it's going to be Julio Tehran. But that's, <laughs> that's my guess. He's a free agent. Yeah. It seems to make you – know, it seems like it would make sense. Yeah, no, that's exactly the kind of guy who it's going to be, and we're going to every fifth day as a Cubs fan, you're going to be like, all right, all right, Julio, let's go get him. Like, <laughs> all right, and it's five nothing. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. So there you go. Well, the, um, the Padres, the Padres are going to be fun as hell though next year. Um, yes, they're going to be a really cool team to see. Like you said, uh, it's hard to believe that they were able within the span of a week to get you Darvish and Blake Snell. Jeremy, yeah. I, I I almost guarantee you. At some point in this year, Blake Snell, uh, who doesn't seem like, you know, like he's the smartest guy when it comes to things like what, what things he should say as opposed to things he shouldn't say. Like he's going he's gonna to talk some shit about Kevin Cash and the Rays <laughs> for taking him out of that World Series game at some yeah. point. But it's nice that he can go to the, the Padres now, like an organization that will maybe let him actually pitch, that will maybe let him pitch like full stop. So, uh, sure. so it, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the National League. Yeah, uh, true. Um, although, uh, you know, um, th- they might let him pitch, but um, they're going to teach him the right way to do it. And, you know, if he if he celebrates, you know, I'm sure they're going to, you know, take him out. Um, if he if he throws a uh, strike on a, you know, O two 2 pitch uh, to a to a rookie, you know, they might they might sit him down and give him a talking to you like, you know, let him let this guy get a hit off you because it's that's the right way to do it. I think, <laughs> like I said, I tweeted this the other day, but if, if the Padres, I don't care about Blake Snell. I don't care about you, Darvish. If the Padres win the World Series next year, it's going to be because Jace Tang- Tingler sat Fernando Tatis down and, sh- and told him about the, the rules of baseball. Um, <laughs> so. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens there <laughs> with Snell. It's man. It's like. Now, not only was that like the like Snell's like last, you know, 
March of the 2020 season and of the World Series and of the Rays' chances of winning the World Series, but that was his like his last appearance ever as a Ray, and it's like that's that's one hell of a way to go out, I guess. But um, but yeah, it's, I'm sure he's uh, happy to be in uh, San Diego. Well, Jeremy, um, uh, the, the year of 2020 is coming to an end, and we're going to be going into 2021. A lot of people are happy about that. Um, and I know from a baseball perspective, it's pretty exciting, too, because, you know, there's the prospect of actually getting in a full season. So, yeah, what did you think of the 2021 season and what are some things you want 2021 to be as far as baseball goes? Yeah, for the 2020 season, I, um, you know, I it's I, I think one thing that's weird that's happening right now is how how people are evaluating uh, things based on what happened in 2020. It's like the, it seems like the Cubs cut. Schwarber loose because of what he did in 2020 um, or like they're taking that into consideration when it's like it was such a crapshoot it's like like the Cubs are like kind of rebuilding based on what happened in 2020 it's like no that was 60 games like just be happy that we played and like do a reset you know it's like everyone should have just like re-signed like one year deals or something like um, it's 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 weird um, so much was kind of like riding on like this 60 game season um I'm uh, thankful that there was 60 games of a season. Um, we said it at the time, but it's like I'm almost glad that the Dodgers won because they're the most legitimate team who could have won uh, a 60-game World Series because they, uh, you know, a World Series in a 60-game season because they've been probably the best team. They easily could have won in any of the last, like, four or so years. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you had all the rules changes and everything for this year. Um I don't know. I think like uh, it would have been. It, 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 this was a good year to like try a lot of those rules out. Um, they still haven't committed to the DH coming back in the NL, which again maybe would have kept Schwarber on the Cubs. I don't know, but like um, it's it's kind of weird that they haven't officially said it yet. It's like I would like them to just be like no, yes or no. It's like I would prefer that they didn't have it um, and they kept the pitchers batting because. Cause I'm a purist, but like, it seems like it's inevitable that it's going to happen. So just friggin' put it in. So the Cubs can sign some bum to be their DH and not have to put like, you know, Steven Souza out there um, <laughs> again. So, so yeah, I don't know. What about you, Jack for 2020? Well, well yeah, Jeremy, I'll say that um, my biggest beef with the 2020 season uh, is that, uh, you know, they named like an, an MVP in both leagues and a Cy Young guy in both leagues, just because that's way, that's way too small of a sample size to be able to do that. I mean, you're naming a, a, a Cy Young winner off based on 12 starts. Like that's, that's a little ridiculous to me or like, uh, you know, uh, it, whatever it's not. It, so it's not a big enough sample size. Uh, I mean that, that Devin Williams on the Brewers, he, he pitched 27 innings and they made him rookie of the year. Uh, you know, like, yeah, he had great numbers, but like, you know, if he had one or two bad outings, uh, his ERA would have gone way up and, you know, you wouldn't have think, uh, you know, you wouldn't have thought the the guy would be the rookie of the year uh, at all. Like he was one bad outing away from not being rookie of the year. So like that that just that that seems ridiculous to me. Um, you know, I, I understand crowning a World Series champion. Like they got to do it. Everybody played by the same rules. Fine. Um, but yeah, I, I was a little. I I don't really like that they named an an MVP and a Cy Young Award winner and a Rookie of the Year in 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 the league just because of how uh, how small the sample size was. I think they should have just skipped out on doing that, but uh, it is what it is. Now, I will say that if there was any sport that got completely screwed over by the pandemic, like baseball got screwed the most 
by this pandemic. Like the NBA, the, the NFL, the NFL didn't shut down at all. The no, NFL, you they, know, you they got know a there 16, was a pandemic going on. Yeah, they got a 16 game season in. If you know, 20 years from now, when uh, you know uh, children are looking at Sports Reference and like looking back on this 2020 season, someone's going to have to specifically tell them, like, hey, like you know that would that's there was a pandemic going on then. But if you were just looking at the football statistics, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that because like they played they played all 16 games uh, and all of the I mean you know the Denver Broncos started had to start that like practice squad wide receiver uh, you know at, at quarterback, so that was funny. But like you know the the the, the NFL, the NFL didn't, you know, nothing happened. The, the this pandemic did not affect the NFL at all. The NBA, um, it shut down in mid March, uh, so you know there were only a couple of weeks left in the NBA regular season anyway. And you know then they went back and played the playoffs uh, a couple months after that. So the NBA really didn't get screwed over that much at all. Uh, you know, and and they were also able to show people that a, that a bubble uh, in fact could be effective. But baseball got totally screwed over by this because the pandemic hit in mid-March, like two weeks before the freaking season was supposed to start. So there wasn't enough information out on the virus uh, to be able to, um, you know, to do anything. So like for two months, the country just totally shut down uh, and baseball just had to like scramble and come up with some sort of a crazy plan to try to play something. Um, uh, So, you know, kudos to them for doing it. Uh, They did the best they could, but like, God damn it. Uh, baseball was, uh, you know, it got screwed over worse than any of the other sports. So that, uh, you know, that, that sucks, but Hey, you know what? In 2021, uh, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to hopefully there being a, a full season. Hopefully Jeremy by June or July, we'll be able to get in the stands and actually go to a game. And hopefully Kristen Yelich can actually turn it around because like you said, uh, a lot of the, you know, people are basing a lot of things off of what happened in 2020. Everybody's just kind of scratching their heads at what happened with Christian Yelich. People are like, ooh, they signed him to that big deal. But, uh, you know, who knows? Like, is he going to be the player he was in 2020 from now on? I don't think so. I mean, the guy won two straight batting titles and, you know, almost two straight MVPs. So it, it only makes sense that he would go back to, you know, his, his old self. Uh, in 2021, hopefully the Brewers have signed him for, you know, over $200 million. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he had a ridiculous 2020, uh, 2022. So, so, uh, I want to see Christian Yelich bounce back in 2021. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So a lot, lot to to say there, Jack, number one, I'll say that I saw a thing on like Yahoo sports today that the NFL is going to reach 1 million in attendance this year, uh, (laughs) which is insane. There were 1 million people at football games this season in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, it's insane. Um, well, Hey Jeremy, the Super Bowl is in Florida too. So, you know, they might, they might pack <laughs> that place. Well, hell, I mean, if they have, if they have any less than, you know, one guy on the field with currently with COVID, they're going to be, uh, you know, chasing, uh, the, the title from, from MLB, you know, with Justin <laughs> Turner. So like they, they better have a couple people with COVID in that game. Uh, so, um, but um but yeah so i think um yeah it it's it's too bad that um that the season like happened the way it did i think like i mean i don't want to i don't want to harp on it but i also think we should definitely like make sure to call out the owners in all of this like the all the bullshit back and forth between the players and the owners like cutting games and wanting more games and all this crap like i feel like cost the uh, the MLB like at least three more weeks like they could have started 
at the beginning of June instead of the end of the June if, if all of that crap wasn't going back and forth, I feel. Um, but 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 in a bigger sense, um, yeah, they were kind of screwed over because, yeah, no one knew what, what was going on. Like, if they knew then what they know now, like, they probably could have started, um, you know, maybe, like, at the latest, like, May 1st or something, you know, um, and got, like, most of a season in. Um but um but yeah so it it'll like what's making me like apoplectic is that they're already talking about like owners are already saying like they want to start uh at like what memorial day or something in 2021 like i think because they they're trying to like hold out until fans can be in the stadium like they don't want to run like for two months without two or three months without fans in the stands um and it's already starting. I just I hope that that crap gets put to bed pretty quick, and there's no like doubt about the season starting on time. Um, I I think yeah. I it if I had a guess, I think that we'll be able to go to games at some point. Um, you know, maybe not full capacity. Who knows? Um, but uh, Jack, we're gonna have to go to some games. I was talking about this. I think was this was this after we stopped recording or while we were recording? Uh, I think it was after right with uh, last week with Mark about about going to games and like the Chicago dogs. Yeah. The Chicago dogs, the Milwaukee milkmen. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be able to check out something, Jeremy. Yeah, I know we're going to have to. And I've been, um, very cautious. These, uh, uh, however many months it's been nine months or whatever, um, about going out. But, um, I will, uh, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to risk that all for <laughs> to, to see some live baseball. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the hope is that we will be at a game at some point next year. Um, so and it'll be somewhat safe i guess um depending on the status of of vaccines but um but yeah so i'm looking forward to that as well in 2021 and just um you know just uh i think like i don't know if we how much we talked about this on the podcast but like you know there were some there were some nice things about not having fans in the stands at games like not having to look at goofballs in the stands like that just piss you off because they're like not looking at the game or they're doing something behind the home plate to like get on camera and not again, caring about the game. And like that, that stuff is going to have to come back too. And I'll, I'm sure uh, I'll get annoyed by that, but at least it's something to talk about on the podcast. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, yeah, just return to normalcy with baseball and just with life in general, of course, in, in 2021, I'm looking forward to. Um, and uh, God, I just, it is so uh, the the outlook for the Cubs is is so bleak, and I don't say that just because of like the players, but like I don't know who's going to be the play by play guy, and if it's Chris Myers, uh, I'm going to try to create. I'm going to have I'm going to look like a mad scientist over here trying to sync up the radio with the TV just to make sure I can like listen to like the radio while the TV is live, and I'm going to have some kind of crazy rigs and wires and antennas and boxes like trying to sync everything up here because. Um, I will um, truly say my piece with the Marquee Network. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, um, uh, if uh, who knows, man, if if Ivan Nova gets signed by the Cubs, y- you can just switch the station to the White Sox game because he won't be a Cubs fan anymore. So, yep, 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 yep. I, 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 you know, I was gonna say like if you want to hold me to that, um, you know, <laughs> I would, I, I would have to think about it, but. Um, I never thought that I would even be having that conversation to begin with, but, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty pathetic. Um, yeah, the white Sox is a whole nother story. Like 
<laughs> um, you know, it'll be interesting to see when the first Latin guy gets benched for being Latin uh, by the White Sox because that that could happen. Um, uh, the White Sox. It's the 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 one thing that I'm taking solace in is that the White Sox, even though they have a better roster, um, they're still as dysfunctional as ever, and you know they're as dysfunctional as the Cubs are. So it's uh what what all this means is that it's good for us i guess as a podcast jack it is um yeah we have a lot to look forward to uh certainly some good storylines uh going into 2021 so uh yeah we'll uh it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out when we we'll, when we get to our first game uh and when we do our our first podcast of the year jeremy we don't know when it's going to drop but probably sometime in the new year so uh so i guess we won't see all of you until uh until after the ball drops yeah, that's right. We'll see you in 2021, but uh, we'll be back very. We'll be back pretty soon. But um, but yeah, uh, just mini so that turned into a pretty long mini so short full episode. So um, a little something to take you into uh, 2021. But uh, we could wrap it up here, Jack. Yeah, sounds good to me, Jeremy. Uh, always a pleasure. And folks, uh, I'm Jack Swakowski, and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we will see you in 2021. Later.